Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hi everybody and welcome back to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul. Ahoy hoy, I'm Ken. Things have got serious this week. We've just about recovered from the uh, Jubilee celebrations. Ken has got his iPad out. Fried 50 pence coin. <laughs> ah, you were terrified there. You thought it was going to be something deadly worried. serious. Now, the Royal Mint have issued uh, a 50p coin with the Pride logo on it. It's to celebrate 50 years of the Pride UK movement. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit off the Royal Mint website. Based on the core values of visibility, unity and equality, Pride UK is one of the most enduring cultural movements in the United Kingdom. Over the years, the event has evolved from a political protest into a vibrant celebration of the LGBTQ community, making Pride UK a true highlight of the UK's annual event calendar. Now in its 50th year, Pride UK is more popular than ever, uniting LGBTQ plus communities nationwide in a colourful celebration of positivity, solidarity and inclusivity. In honour of this historic milestone, we celebrate the legacy of Pride UK with a new commemorative UK 50p designed by the artist, writer and LGBTQ plus activist Dominique Holmes. Featuring Dominique's evocative artwork, the coin encompasses the very essence of Pride's history in the UK and marks the first time we have celebrated the UK's LGBTQ plus community on a UK coin. The UK coin will be launching this summer and for the record that's 2022. I have no strong feelings either way. Obviously, it doesn't really um, technically apply to me. It's not It's not a, a symbol that represents me per se, but I just wondered if this had A, flagged up on your radar, and if B, you gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has. Um, somebody actually sent me the link at work the other day, and it is something, there's been, there's been quite a bit of discussion about it. It can't be a bad thing, can it? I mean, it's not like anyone is being forced mm. to do these. They're, they're not going to go into general circulation. They're, they oh, they will be legal tenders. Yeah. Oh, then they're, they're not. They're, they're just going to be commemorative coins. Yes. Ah, yeah. I misread it. I thought they might actually. Yeah. Uh, and I th- obviously, what, when you buy one, it costs a lot more than 50 pennies. <laughs> 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 but, it, you know, it's nice. As, as, it's, as you just said, the Pride UK movement has been going for 50 years mm. and it's something to celebrate. And it's nice. It's a nice little rainbow coloured coin. It is quite <laughs> a pretty design, yeah, actually. It is, yeah. yeah, it's colourful. There are a couple of elements that have sort of got people's backs up, as I'm sure you will have expected. Obviously, <laughs> yes. Because why not? And the first one is that this kind of thing happens around about this time every year companies mm. uh, it, it, I, I believe it's called pride washing <laughs> which is a new word well this is sort of the the back door as to so to speak as to, <laughs> to uh, this this episode is mm. obviously it's uh just another thing that's had the pride symbol or the pride rainbow flag stamped on it to the gay community it's not so much what does it mean but how do you feel about things when they are put on something like as significant as a 50p coin, but then when they're hijacked by people who just slap a rainbow on something and call <laughs> it pride, and it's <laughs> utter shit. Yeah, that, I mean, the coin, as you say, it's an official mm. coin issued by the Royal Mint. It's not just, yeah, it's pride season. It's to celebrate the yeah. 50th anniversary. So that is, uh, I guess, kind of a good thing. But as you say, there's a lot of companies, and it's pretty much all companies, around about June time every year, 
they, as you say, just stick a rainbow on it. Sometimes it's a good thing because it is nice to have, you know, sort of clothing companies who make a pride range of T-shirts and, you know, things like that. But then you also have to think about, are they doing it to support pride or are they just doing it because they know that we will we'll all spend our money on these pretty rainbow colored things there is always that danger i mean we had pride gin oh dear oh dear which was i mean i don't even think it was gin was it, uh, it simon exon described it as vodka because yeah. it was massively over distilled it was it was just it didn't, didn't taste of anything oh that was dreadful yeah and you get uh, just pride everything so if the, if it's serious and it means well and the way you can often tell is if they're raising the money so for example if a clothing company brings out say a range of t-shirts what are they doing with the profits from the, the sale of those t-shirts and a lot of companies will donate the profits mm. to lgbtq charities a lot of them don't mention it because they're not they're just in it to get the to get the pink pound yeah so the pink pound <laughs> see that again that was another thing i was going to raise on the uh i've only been familiar with this expression for <laughs> maybe 12 months it was it was one of the pride specials we did for the exton moss experiment mm. and i'd never heard of this the pink pound <laughs> oh, yes. i mean explain that to me I think it goes back to the uh, the sort of the idea that gay people or LGBT people don't you don't have kids, don't have any responsibilities. They don't have to pay for weddings because they weren't allowed to get married, and they don't have any responsibilities. They just have so all of their income is disposable income, and that's the that's the idea behind it. Because gay men, in particular, gay men, because obviously that's who it generally was aimed at would be seen, you know, on TV shows. I mean, the queer as folk we've spoken about a few times. Either they had really good jobs, they drove really good cars, mm. they had these amazing loft apartments and they could go out partying every night of the week. Money was no object. And and that it was that sort of the idea of that's how gay people live because they don't have any responsibilities. So that then companies started to sort of catch on to that and aim their marketing at that particular market which is where the pink pound comes from obviously not so much these days because well like most of the country lgbtq people are living in abject poverty <laughs> so so there's not so much of the pink pound but then it does still it does still apply but it, it's just one area that marketing is aimed at and that's where you sort of have to be a little bit canny but then it's up to you. If I see something that I want to buy because it looks nice or, you know, if I see a pride gin and I've heard one of your other podcasts where you review gin and, and, you, and you said you gave it five Bernards, then I might think, oh, well, it looks pretty in the bottle and it's got five Bernards. This is the scale. That you <laughs> the scale we're in, on, in the tonic <laughs> screwdriver. That's talking like, yes. nonsense. Then I would be, you know, tempted to buy it regardless of where, you know, is this money going to an LGBTQ mm. charity? And, but there is that element of our companies just doing this to exploit it. Does, you see, it if because uh, we we reviewed uh, Pride Gin was completely, as far as we can tell, totally unaffiliated with uh, anything to do with Pride. It was just, it, I think, it, I think it was. Gin. Well, certainly, it was, I, I, I might be wrong. I might be doing it a disservice though. I might, it might have been the official gin of Pride, but it was utterly dire. <laughs> they just spanked this this label on a bottle of terrible gin. And presumably conned a lot of people into buying it based on the fact that it had a, a label on it that I mean, put a bit of effort, guys. If, you, if you're going to do something like that, it's like, 
Uh, but Stonewall, they've produced a few gins. Yes. But conversely, they were really good. Yeah, now, I don't care whether my money was going to Stonewall, but I was buying something, and the entire history of Stonewall was on the bottle. It raised my awareness by drinking mm. Stonewall gin, which surely is the whole point of having something with a label on it like that. Yeah. So whether or not any of, of my money did go, because they did two that we did, and on the back of the reviews, because Simon, uh, he brought two bottles. There was a Stonewall gin and a, a rhubarb gin. Now, but mm. I went out and bought a bottle of the rhubarb gin because it was that good. So I don't know whether any of my money went to, to Stonewall itself, but it certainly did. Racial. Yeah, uh, stuff that I had no, I mean, I had no idea that it started really by trans people, that uh, mm. Stonewall. So all this was, I, I learned something from that rather than it just being by this because it's got Stonewall on it. Yeah, and the opposite of that is with with the pride gin <laughs> which is getting far more exposure <laughs> than it deserves but don't buy this even if that was affiliated with something or you know it was there to raise mm. money and they said 50p from the sale of every bottle will go to pride charities the fact that they just did you know the least amount of effort. Yes, exactly. They put that, that label on a shit gin and just thought, well, people are going to buy it anyway. Who cares what it tastes like? I mean, that's almost, well, that's more offensive than... than well, just- you got your fingers burned last week, didn't you, when you were buying the... Uh- the, the Jubilee party stuff for the, for the street party. Yes. And that was just... Uh, Amazon... Well, no, Amazon didn't sting you. The company did. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that was it. You can order some Union Jack napkins, but if you order Union Jack napkins for a Jubilee party, all of a sudden they're twice the price. It's exactly the same product, but where's that extra money going to? It's But didn't you guess that you got a couple of party boxes, didn't yes. you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, they were, they were called party boxes, and, and the picture that came with them was of this beautifully decorated table with a Union Jack tablecloth and (laughs) Union Jack plates. And uh, I think there were hats. But it was a a table in a Sylvanian family's dollhouse. (laughs) Yeah, because I ordered them from Amazon. It was $12.99 and I ordered two for our street party. And and the, the Amazon guy, when he handed me the box, I was just like, well, I've, I've ordered quite a few things. Where's the rest yeah, of it? Yeah, and he's like, no, no, it's just one parcel. And I opened it and it was it was awful. It was the, you, you couldn't put a, a scone on the plates. They were so small. And the napkins were, well, smaller than the plates. And yeah, and the tablecloth uh, it would, would not have uh, carpeted a Sylvanian family house. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but yeah, because it was for the Jubilee party, they... Just carte blanche, charge what you want. Yeah, I, I do hate that when it's uh, when something is when a brand it gets out of control and they'll just mm. slap it on everything. Yeah, there, there was a a bit of the I say uproar. There was a bit of backlash when Marks and Spencers a couple of years ago, I think it was, and they rebranded their BLT sandwich for pride uh, they rebranded it lgbt they put guacamole on it <laughs> and, and i think some of the money from that from the sale of those did go to lgbt that must have been <laughs> fucking disgusting <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah i'm a fan of guacamole so but it was just <laughs> like pureed yeah. frog oh <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, just, it was so silly. And obviously, um, 
it ignited the, the fury of the homophobes who are, well, I, I'm never shopping at Marks and Spencer's again. I'm not it's buying LRG. gay bacon. Yeah. Get this yeah. back to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> but, Didn't fight a war and have an empire. <laughs> Yeah, it, but there, there are every year there's sort of silly, silly stories like that. One point that somebody did raise on the back of the coin being announced, uh, which obviously, um, although the Royal Mint, Royal Mint is not part of the government, they are obviously commissioned by the Royal Family. And um, one, one person uh, or quite a few people said, instead of commissioning us a coin, what we'd actually like is a ban on conversion therapy <laughs> <laughs> and and you know various other you know a list of various other things tra- protection of trans rights uh, and all the other things that they've been campaigning for and that we continue to campaign for and i thought yes i do i do get your point we do want all these but i don't think anyone suggested that the it's the an coin, either or yeah, situation yeah. well you can't have any of those things but here i have a shiny coin so why can't we have both well, there's a reason why we can't have both, but but, but yeah, the, I mean, the coin, as you say, it's pretty, it's nice, it's something that just you know, if you get one, it'll be like, oh yeah, mm. yeah. It just, I mean, Stuart went to Asda the other day and came back with these. Uh, we, uh, Asda have got a pride <laughs> pride rings this year, and he came back with these two garden. Gnomes. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake, Stuart. And, and they're wearing like what? Well, it's a man and a woman, or, or, or a male presenting and a female presenting. God no, carrying you know, and they're dressed in rainbow outfits and they're carrying pride flags and the they dungarees say love on them and they're so cute but so tacky and I was like oh, oh my god I can't believe you bought them it's so funny but I mean we he bought those for just for a bit of a laugh you know they're only a couple of pounds each but the you know the fact that there's all these pride related products and it's great in a way because people want to want to celebrate and you know people who are going you know walking in this this year is the, the first time for a couple of years that they've been able to have pride mm. parades and things like that so uh, people are going to be going all out but i think a lot of companies do recognize that and so therefore they've been whoosh, straight in with your <laughs> stick a rainbow on everything <laughs> where are those nhs t-shirts from, from two years ago let's just change the logo on them stick a badge on them but yeah it's, maybe you could do, you know there's a back door here to, to uh, maybe you could have gay conversion therapy kits with a rainbow pride flag on it <laughs> Pride gay conversion therapy kit. <laughs> what they don't know is that it actually turns people into gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't say which way it was going to convert. <laughs> See, box clever kids. Come on, think, think outside. <laughs> That's what people already think <laughs> that we do. <laughs> There, there was a thing um, <laughs> while we're talking about supermarkets. There was um, a, a thing. Uh, of course, it was in the Daily Mail. Oh God! Don't uh, read the Daily Mail. Do not read the Daily Mail. Don't. Just don't. Outrage. Sainsbury's selling trans T-shirt for three-year-olds, and it was a T-shirt with. There were no flags, but rainbows and different motifs. It said love, and it had yeah, it had rainbow colours on it. Uh, and it did have the pink and blue, which has become synonymous with the trans trans. I always thought movement. that was the bi flag, but obviously not. No, bi is 
I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But maybe if we listen back to our episode on flags, I'm sure that, oh, was, that, was, well that was many, many, many weeks ago. <laughs> many gins have flowed under the table. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, uh, but it, it doesn't say anywhere on it, gay rights, trans rights. It doesn't say anything, uh, you know, it doesn't have pictures of two men or, mm. <laughs> or anything like that. But outrage at Sainsbury's selling trans t-shirts. And the comments were all that Sainsbury's is trying to turn your child trans by giving them this t-shirt when they're three and nobody and it's just like that is not mm-hmm. how gay people and trans people work <laughs> we don't we don't get turned into this by wearing a t-shirt or by seeing a t-shirt just as much as me being given a liverpool football shirt when i was a boy did not turn me into a, a football thief. fan <laughs> yeah. disclaimer that was a joke <laughs> God. You can joke about many things. I know. I'm gonna, <laughs> my car will be up on bricks tomorrow morning. We watched Transformers when we were younger. We didn't turn us trans. <laughs> well, no, no. Yes. We'll get letters about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, balls to this. Let's uh, rate this in feather boas. So in terms really of pride branding, how big a thing is this? It's big business. And I think it's quite important. It can, as as we've said, it can get a bit silly. Mm. But, you know, how often when we were kids, did we have pride flags to wave or a T-shirt that says, I'm queer, get over it or something <laughs> like that. You know, I, but, I, you know, it's not necessarily something that I would wear. But <laughs> Three-year-olds striding around, I'm gay, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Daily Mail? <laughs> but um, I like the fact that if somebody wants to go out and get stuff like that, then yes, I I'm a little bit cynical about some of the some of the companies and their reasons behind it. But then, if they're making nice things that we're going to like, if they're making horrible things and just expecting us to buy it because they put a rainbow, mm. then that that could be a problem. So, Boas out of five. I am going to go because it's it's pride season and it's pretty much everywhere. There's a rainbow on everything. I'm going to go four. Uh, I'm going to go three. I think it's one of those that could, because it could go either way. It could be either a force for good or it could be abused terribly, which we've, and we've seen it in both directions. Obviously, everybody likes their own symbol. It's, we, we've all, whatever interest we've got we've all got our own symbol for things mm. um i'm just trying to think what mine would be but <laughs> uh, but uh, but there'll be something that i'll i'll have seen and um, it would be nice to like, oh it's in on a film or on a box of cereal or you know, maybe a doctor who logo on something they're running a doctor who kellogg's frosties or something <laughs> hey. i don't have no idea I, I've, I've run away with itself there but but yeah it's uh branding on things you do feel an affinity with it like oh yeah leaning towards that I'll, I'll buy that just because it's got that on it so it, but it could go either way I think it, when it's uh, when it's abused and you buy something that's utter tat uh, you feel cheated mm. and uh, well you've associated yourself with that and I'm, I'm against your cause now so <laughs> yeah so yeah middle of the road I did see Russell T Davis the other day and he was wearing a pin badge in the shape of the TARDIS but it was a rainbow-coloured TARDIS, and it was ace. I've been Vandalism. To, I've been trying to track it down ever since, but it's un- unavailable. So uh, that can be our badge. There is an episode uh, from Sylvester McCoy's room where the TARDIS was painted bright pink. 
gayest thing you've ever seen. Hooray. A pink police Bring box. Back. Bring it back. <laughs> well, to round us off, I'm going to introduce another new segment. It's Ken's Dating Diary. <laughs> Over the years, Paul has watched my catastrophic descent into insanity. <laughs> oh, God. I've been lucky enough to be to be married and in a, uh, another long-term relationship after that where I was very happy for, for years and years. But I have been effectively single for five years. And I was with somebody for the best part of a year. She was a wonderful woman and our lives just didn't mesh terribly well in the end and and, uh, I don't know where she is now I hope she's terribly happy she was a wonderful woman and she knows who she is however that was the last time that I met anybody normal now my situation has settled down I'm perfectly happy I've got a very good life but uh, I've racked up a a catalogue of disaster stories (laughs) over the past four years and I'm going to share some of them with you now (laughs) love it now, this one was quite recent. It's within the past few months, and I, I did remember, I told you about it at the time. I gave Facebook dating a whirl. Um, not the best move that I've ever made, but I did end up talking to somebody, and very pretty, as they always are. I, I will maintain that I have always punched above my weight, to be quite <laughs> honest. I look in the mirror and I just see a, a badly stuffed sack of mashed potato, to be honest. So I had no idea how I managed to get these people, but... I uh, got talking, went on a, a couple of dates, really hit it off. Uh, everything seemed to be going very well. And within a few short days, really, ended up spending a weekend together. And it was very nice. And then on the Sunday night, after this lovely weekend, I got a text message through saying, I've just been through your Facebook and I found pictures of you splashed all over with another woman. I didn't know that you had pictures of your exes on there. If I'd have known that, I never would have agreed to a date with you. This is over. And I was blocked. And I just looked at this and I thought, fucking insane. So uh, these were these were photos of your exes when you were with them, not, not recent photos. Oh, well, the, the only per, the, the woman I mentioned earlier, who, you know, the heart of gold, it was with her. But, mm. but I'd been separated from her for four years. <laughs> And she was the last person I posted a picture of in a romantic couple uh, I am with this person setting. Four years you've trolled back through my Facebook. Mm. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> so uh, note to you, all of you out there in, in dating land, don't do this. Everybody has a past. I'm in my mid-40s now. The people that I, I'm dating are either in their mid-40s or older, and uh, they've got a past too. Mm. And don't, don't go raking over the coals. It's just not a good idea. But um, as time goes on, just the the human wreckage that washes up on my shore. (laughs) Yeah. So I will be, uh, I'm going to make this a semi-regular feature when um, it's my turn for episodes. I'll dig out the diary and read a couple of chapters of of my dating history just because it's so ludicrously insane. And cautionary tales for our listeners as well. Yes. Hopefully learn something. (laughs) I am in bewildered awe of all of you who are out there that have managed to secure somebody who's reasonably well screwed (laughs) down. Not insane. (laughs) I just seem to attract them. So yes, my fingers are crossed for my own future, but uh, there we go. (laughs) All right, 
Yes, and that, what a what a lovely, what a lovely story. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Ken. We will wrap it up now, and we'll be back next week. We will. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.